CHP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode. Hello, golfing friends, and welcome back to another episode of the original Off Course. I'm your host, Dan Edwards, and joining me this week, once again, with absolutely no introduction needed, you might find him churning and burning over there on the THP homepage writing articles about new product coming out his name is mr james miles hello my friend hello can you can you tell me what day it is uh october <laughs> it feels like october <laughs> <laughs> you uh you've been busy man I've, I've been following along trying to keep up i can barely read the articles as fast as you guys are pumping them out it is 100 release season and it's got to feel pretty good it is it's it's always I mean, it's my favorite time of year because you get to find out what everything is. But more than that, I, I like being busy. Uh, this year has been maybe busier than in the past, it feels like. Uh, I know myself and Dean and Hawk, thank goodness for stepping in. Is, uh, it's, been, it's been constant. I mean, by the time this goes up, there'll have been, I, I think seven more articles or something like that go up so oh yeah i gotta drive yeah. tomorrow which is what thursday i guess mm-hmm. so yeah nice well i'm looking yeah, forward to tomorrow reading it'll be a big day tomorrow <laughs> nice there we go sorry wife uh who doesn't listen to the pod i will not be talking to you on the drive tomorrow i will be reading <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect so i mean that's cool but there's there's like a lot of really attractive interesting fascinating equipment that has come out for 2023 and and i'll be honest with you james i i had like i had preset my brain to be like 2023 is it'll be okay we'll see what happens you know (laughs) we've seen some cool stuff recently i would imagine some of these companies probably need to chill out a bit and sort of fall in line with what they've been doing and then and then we've got these like banger ideas (laughs) i don't even know how to term it better there's some really cool stuff, especially in the driver segment. I've seen some things. I mean, Strixon's got crazy stuff with like mm-hmm. a like a double rebrand, double rebound. <laughs> um, Callaway, we get to experience their product, the 360 carbon head, carbon wrap. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like TaylorMade found a way to bring that Halo style back, but in carbon this time rather than in uh, what was that aluminum like composite aluminum. Yeah. So, I mean, it just, and then you've got Cobra who's got their new product out. It's just like, it's endless. It's, it's one thing after another, after another. And, and thank goodness we, we had Titleist like late <laughs> in the year. They're like, Hey, let's lead the charge. Uh, and we've, we've had a lot of talk about how good their product is, but uh, you've written a lot of this and, and you've seen a lot of the tech that's going on is, is, and I'm putting you on the spot here and I didn't definitely didn't tell you I was going to, but is there something like straight away they've written that you just sat back and you're like, wow, that's, that's pretty killer. Uh, I mean, I, I was thinking about this today actually, because I had, uh, I finally got to finish up last week's uh, off course with Josh and, and Josh mentioned that in his 15 years of doing this, that, that he's never seen a year like this. And I was thinking about that because this, this month makes year 12 for me with THP and I've never, I've never seen a year like this. And I, I thought, well, maybe it's just cause I'm more invested in the equipment now. Well, no, I, that, that hasn't changed. So what has changed? And, and it's, I think for me, the biggest thing is not only is everybody bringing out good equipment, which you and I have argued for a long time, nobody's making bad stuff, but everybody has differentiated themselves now. Like you mentioned drivers, Shrixon, Cobra, Callaway, Taylor made. Um, I'm not going to throw ping in there, uh, <laughs> but you go down the list of, of all these drivers and they're all doing it differently and they're all performing really, really well uh, on initial, and have, on and initial we, stuff. I'm going to pause here because I feel like there's something on the tip of your tongue that we know we can't talk about because it's under embargo, but there's like, they're not done. There's, there, there's more. Oh. And well, right? that was, there was a, there was a thread that went up on the, on the <laughs> forum and everybody's like, what's your favorite driver really? It went up last night, late last night. It was the last thing I posted before I went to bed and somebody put the thread up. What's your favorite driver release that you're most excited about? And my only reply was the one that's not out yet. 
<laughs> and everybody everybody lost their mind because they're like well, what do you mean it's not out yet? yeah it's, it's just what i said like we're not done so you know what i really like about it there, there's there's this sort of incestuous feel that you get every couple years in golf as folks switch companies and bring their ideas with them and it, it's not necessarily intentional but you know it's no different than it any happens. other design yeah. type of thing and, and uh, technically in my perspective, it's a good thing, right? Because you keep closing that gap, but then you also have these new ideas that propel these companies forward in, in minute ways. But what really resonated with me this year was there was the the marketing for Callaway, which was just basically like, hey, we have a small piece of metal here and we have a small piece of metal here. Mm -hmm. And then they don't ever touch each other. We're just going to wrap carbon around this whole thing. And convince you that uh this is the greatest thing ever and and it's super interesting definitely a unique take a, a new look something we haven't seen before uh which has me super excited and we we had a chance to go to launch event which we can absolutely talk about and then i got it on course which we can absolutely talk about um but the connection i want to make here is that at the same time that i was learning about the calloy product taylor may comes out with this image of uh a driver face and the weight at the very back. And they says, we're just missing one material. And I'm like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, 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 you can't do that. that that's what's going on here. So now they've found a way to bring back a technology, which I think either was uh, kind of built into the structure last release, or it was scrapped a little bit and, and allowed them to flex that tech that they had totally bought into for SIM 2, or at least SIM in general, and brought it into stealth. So now mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, there's two companies who've gone, well, one's definitely gone way more all in on carbon yep. than the other, but they're doing it. They're doing it in different ways and creating this, this added uh, experience. And, and then you have a company like, let's say uh, Cobra, who's now got this totally different take. The, the tech is inside a little bit more than we're used to seeing from them. Um, but then I'm looking back at some of the drivers that I loved in the past and I'm like, I see a little bit, I see a little mm -hmm. bit of connection there. Um, the, the, it just seems like everyone's got some component that they're super excited about. Um, uh, and one element that is very unique or I guess one element's unfair. That's me like armchairing it here. They're doing a lot more than one element, but one thing that really sets them apart from everyone else. Do you get the sense of that as well? Yeah, and I, I think what you're saying, like everybody has one differentiator. Like they have the one thing that they are in on that they and, and the best part about it is for the most part, with the exception of a couple companies, you can tell these these companies, especially with us dealing with R and D side as well as marketing. So I know the argument is it's all marketing. Well, it's not, because when you talk to these R and D guys, you really get the sense of it. They have something they fully believe in. And there have been years and release cycles in the past, and I think it's natural that that they're like, yeah, this is good. This is this is kind of what we're doing, but there's something else. I mean, Cobra in particular. Uh, there's for the last what two three years, you and I've talked about it. They're, they're, they keep talking about there's something else. Well, this is the one that is the something else. I yeah, mean, Cobra's, uh, Cobra. Uh, I'm going to call someone out right now while you're talking, uh, Mike Yagley, <laughs> who I'll never, for, I'll never forget this. We were. I was sitting in their presentation room, uh, the fishbowl, I think is what they call it. It's been a couple of years, stupid COVID, whatever. So he's talking about this product and I'm getting fired up, James. Like you can see me, my legs are moving around. I'm getting all geared up because I'm a gearhead. That's what we do, right? And then he kind of looks at me sly. He's like, man, <laughs> you like this. Just wait till you see what's coming next. I'm like, yeah, I'm not even excited about this yet. Like, give me some time here. We put Put this on ice a little bit. Let it melt. Let it thaw into my brain first. Then we can start talking about the crazy stuff you guys are working on. But that's their cycle, right? That's the craziness that goes into what they're doing. Yeah, and it's, I mean, for them, this one, this one with the power bridge is the big one. This is the one they've been working towards that the idea has been there, but the way to produce it the way it needed to be done wasn't. Well, now it is. I mean, and they and plus they've gone heavy in aerodynamics, right? Uh, Taylor made so with that name. <laughs> yeah, Taylor made finding a way to to put more carbon into a carbon driver with, and and I mean to me the story that's not being told there is how are they how are they bonding it all together because I want to know more like I want to know how how that's working out. I want to know why uh, they called it stealth. 
Well, that's a whole other. I mean, we can we can get into the naming convention discussion of it all if you want to, because you know my feelings on some of that. Like, I, but then you go to Callaway, like for the the forged carbon. Contrary to what some angry people on the internet think, you can't forge carbon. Well, that's not that's not it. Like that that's the naming for it. But for them to be able to combine this, they've been working on this for a long time to be able to marry up the two different types of carbon and, and eliminate everything in the middle, like no supports. Uh, you go with with Shrixon with their rebound frame and what yes. they're doing. It's there's so much stuff that's just it's so good. And I, and I've always been a driver nerd, you know that. But now it's like, well, crap, what am I going to do? Because I really do want to hit them all. It's I joked. Enticing, I joked on right? the forum today that I may play a different driver every forty rounds. <laughs> you're going to play like, Josh. I mean, you're going to put like six in drivers bag. in play in the year for me, right? So yeah. <laughs> um, well, I like that. Uh, yeah. Once again, we we circle back on the idea that every company's got their own idea that they're trying to move forward and and measure up to everyone else or beat in 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 a lot of ways. And when I saw the rebound frame has a rebound frame, I'm like, dude, Srixon <laughs> is all in, and I love it because you have a little bit of a cult following when it comes to that brand and that material. Now, I will say that when I think Srix on, I think Z-Series irons. I get super cheesed every time we hear a little bit more, like, hey, there's a new Z-Iron coming out. Like, that. that's when I get all giggly, if you will. Mm-hmm. But uh, I feel like we've talked about this with Mizuno before, where they've, they've become this sort of iron-identified company. And as they progress in their metal woods, they're they're becoming more robust with it. And, and Srixon is really interesting because they have a uh, an umbrella of companies that are creating quality products. But now it's like, okay, you've got this idea and you've got irons that are validated already. Your your wedges are uh, second to none in, in many ways. And and you continue to work this um, this driver technology. It's like, man, they're they're obviously getting to a point where things are going to look really interesting in everyone's bag. Now we've had PHPers talk about how much they adore your Swix on driver, but it doesn't, it hasn't quite hit that mainstream feel yet to me. Yeah. And it's, it's fun to watch the journey because every one of them, I mean, tricks on Mizuno specifically, you've seen them on the metalwood side of things go into, okay, we're really good at forgiveness in the case of Mizuno, but we need more speed. Uh, Strixon, if you remember back in the day, the 765 driver, uh, that still may be the lowest spinning driver I've ever hit in my life. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, well, I I've mean, heard so, a, I've heard a couple of those drivers this year are really trying to push that envelope. And but but like they had this thing that they they had, and then they knew they didn't work. We talked about it with Titleist. Titleist did the yeah. same thing. Titleist forever marketed themselves as a super straight driver. Well, that's cool but they were getting left behind. So they find their technologies and their way to do it. And they have, and, and it's, and it's creating, I don't know how much of a dent it's putting in as far as making them more mainstream to where people will go grab them and be one of those three or four drivers like Josh talks about that you go and hit. But I, I do think the irons in the case of Strix on a Mizuno are so good that if the woods catch up enough, you're going to get a ton of players who love Mizuno irons that are now willing to play or want to play and desire to play and seek out the metal woods. So you do kind of create this whole other dynamic that they didn't necessarily have before. You'd get people who would try them because they love Mizuno. They love Shrixon. They love whatever brand, but it wasn't quite there. Well, now I, I don't, I mean, I've not hit the Shrixon stuff yet, but our, my pro at my course has it all. And, and he's raving about it. Really? And he comes from one of the, he comes from one of the big two. As far as so, what brands he always used. So let's talk new Z irons then. Like I feel like we're just gonna flood this conversation today with new tech or new product talk, but that's not the worst thing. I have I have probably eight things we're not gonna speak about, James. So you know we'll, we'll <laughs> oh, deal you, with that you, later. You brought but, the equipment geek on, so yeah, that's I, I think everyone's feeling that way too. <laughs> so I'm I'm hoping the audience is enjoying this this dive into what we're seeing since we've been seeing it for a number of years in this in this sort of way, but um and I look, I looked at uh, Mizuno's last release of the Mizuno Pro irons, and 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 even to the point with the JPX, like I I found that that product lineup was likely one of, if not the best blend potential set I've seen. 
when it comes to everything all considered, especially from a visual. Uh, I, I played the 221s, which are the blade style, the muscle back, and the 225s, which are the hollow body last year in my 6.5 iron. And, and it was it was really fun because all year long when I talked to people, but I'm like, hey, what are you playing, Dan? And, and I would go into my bag and show them. These are actually two different irons. And when you hold them in front of someone, it's so hard to see it from the back. And then you say, they're like, oh, those are the same irons. And you turn them to where you can see just the toe side. And the depth that the 225 has is so much more. It's crazy. And it's like so confidence inspiring too. It's such a cool thing. But when it comes down to it, that blend is so clean. And when I look at uh, the Z series, I, I didn't quite get the sense of that with the four, even though the four I'm pretty sure was my favorite iron in the set. In fact, I still have the five iron here that I mess around with uh, just about every chance I get. Um, but when I saw the new ones, the the new release, I'm looking at this. I'm like, man, this is actually, this looks like a super clean blend. So I'm wondering, and I'm going to toss this over to you. Do you think that they have presented the Z series as one of the better blended options right now for golfers? I think the best thing that they're doing right now is the 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 four is now part of this release with the five and the seven yeah good uh, call pre, i mean previously it was it was a later thing uh and it wasn't an afterthought at all because i mean you and i've talked about the fours a ton you can go back to range days and you could see how much <laughs> the 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 fours were adored yeah. by both of us and i i pushed a ton of people that way because it's just silly what they do for what they are mm -hmm. but now I, I i agree i think visually and to, to Dean's credit, Dean Dean did our release articles on those three, and I did the uh, the Z Forge two, the blades, and I think through all the irons, though the blades don't necessarily blend with those other three, they have this lineup now where you you really can if you want to, you can you can piecemeal and put whatever kind of combo you want together, and although unlike the Mizunos where there's this uniform look to the back, there is some slight differences. But it's not drastic. Like in the bag, my pro plays, the I convinced him to go ZX5s of the new ones in the four and five iron. And then he went ahead and did a six iron down in the sevens. And he loves it. But you see him in the bag together. And as you look at it, you really can't tell unless you know what you're looking for. That said, I do think they're excellent at blending. I think there's going to be another company that becomes a big player in presenting something that's blending, which so... This goes up on Friday, right? Yeah. So I can I can talk about what's coming before <laughs> Friday, right? You and Josh had this conversation, and I didn't get any yeah. any hard rules. So I'll, I'll I'm gonna uh, Cobra with their with with the King Irons, the new King Irons that are coming out. They have a CB and MB, and then they have their Tour Iron, and all three of those do the same kind of thing. They're they're gonna be they Man. don't talk about blending as much, but visually it blends. Loft to loft, the tours are two degrees stronger, but that can be worked with. It and and it's an option, and you know it's presented as such. Like, look, if you want to do this, you can do this. And I like to see companies like them, especially Strixon and Cobra, embracing that. Mizuno as well. It's like somebody needs to embrace it because yeah. it's a really, it's a really. I'm a big believer that's a very useful thing. So. I, I have about 50 thoughts. First of all, I did see uh, and read your release today regarding the new Z Forge. They are nasty. They're hot. They're uh, hot. <laughs> and I love they kind of got a little bit scarier in their profile. I think that's mm -hmm. the best way I can put it. Like it, this sort of encouragement to say, yo, like I get it. It's a blade. You, yeah. You're in this, but you got to work for every inch you get with this product. But th they look stunning. I, I'm very impressed with that. Um, but then to move into to Cobra, like I, I don't have a lot of info on them, but here's here's the thought I had. And I should have jotted this down because I'm like reaching like he said, like six <laughs> things I really want to talk about. But I remember when they came out with the NBCB combos and it was mm -hmm. um, I was a year late on that. I was privileged enough to play in the Morgan Cup, which had me playing a couple different sets of irons. I think I ended up with uh, Forge Tech at the time. Um, and I really wanted to go CBMB combos, but they were a couple, either one season or two seasons out, uh, which didn't really fit the timeline. So I didn't go with them, but they, they were always, um, my favorite presentation from them. And, and the idea that they are bringing back that bridge between a muscle back and, uh, more forgiving iron to me is crazy appealing, right? Because you have this huge segment or smaller segment of golfers, but, uh, definitely a segment of golfers who want that 
profile, even if it's just in their shorter irons, and then you encourage them, say, hey, you don't need a hybrid. We got you. You don't need you don't need these scary, thin, long irons. We got you. Let's get you into some of our more forgiving stuff. I played the speed zone for two years forever. Iron. Yeah, <laughs> because it was so stupidly good. The eventually I was like, look, I, I can't be playing this for so long. Like we, we gotta, we gotta try some new things, but like th- that's the kind of deal for me is as soon as you adventure into some of the other parts of the lineup, you can start to fill your bag out. Um, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to lob this back to you with, with this thought. And I, I feel like you have a chance to really, th- uh, expand on it is I was on Cobra's website the other day, actually looking for irons for my wife. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, they, they offer single irons. Um, this is something I've been thinking a lot about. We saw from Taylor, uh, not Taylor, Reed, Callaway had all these crazy combination sets they named and had a really good time with uh, a couple years ago. Do you think that golfers and, and feel free to talk about whatever you want, of course, but my question to you is, do you feel like golfers are way more inclined now to be creative in the way they produce their sets and what the way they buy online? I think, I think those who are buying online. Yes. Um, but that's why I, like there's a place in in stores in brick and mortar for three through pitching wedge four through pitching wedge five through pitching wedge and stuff like that because the type of person that's going to go in there and pick something up off the shelf uh that's what they're expecting to do anyway but you're starting to see a more educated golfer overall if you're going to shop for new current irons you're pretty educated you're not you're you you're going to look at whatever outlets, be it us, be it whoever that, I, I mean, it, I don't care. Like just, just educate yourself on it and, and to go down that road. And that's what the interesting thing for releases for me with all the iron ones that I've written this year, almost every single one of them talks about here's the set price and it's going to be X amount per stick. And, and I love that. Uh, there are a lot of the companies, especially with left-handed stuff, uh, you're going to see Cobra's really heavy on that this year. As far as irons, they're producing left-handed options, but it is custom only. Like you have to order, you want a seven iron, an eight iron, a nine iron in left-handed. You order a seven iron, an eight iron, a nine iron. You don't just go click and buy a set. You have to order them iron by iron. And and I think it makes sense because honestly, the pricing works out the same. So why not at least, if nothing else, you're giving the golfer, the consumer, this feeling that they are designing their set, right? I mean, I think there's something to that. And I think a few of them have, have figured that out uh, more than others, but it's been, so, it's yeah. So, so that, to that point, we, we also saw a release from TaylorMade uh, on a much larger stealth, which is really funny. They called it stealth. I think it's the HD uh, big old body. I love seeing irons like this come out because I think that, golfers willing to hit them will definitely be encouraged by them. And, and I think back to things like the, um, the altitude irons Altitudes, or, yeah. you know, the things that are just outlandish from a visual perspective, but then you put them in the bag and you're like, I'm weapon with this. Uh, I mean, ZX four isn't quite there, but it has the sort of same feel to it. Look, it's, it's a hollow body and it's going to perform and feel like a, uh, more of a forged profile iron, uh, player iron, but it has all those other characteristics that you're really not typically willing to play. I love seeing products come out like that, but um, I was going somewhere that, Oh, they actually have this progressive feel to them. And one of the things that I've talked about this with not only people uh, on THP, but also folks from the industry about where do you decide whether you create your own version of a blend in the same iron line or where do you decide where you create three irons and allow people to blend as such? And this new stealth iron, it has a progressive sizing from the, the short iron to the long iron. So they're technically changing the profile of the iron as they go through. I mean, we've seen plenty of companies come out and say in the pitching wedge through this uh, eight iron, it will have this profile in the seven, six, five, it will have this profile in the, for three it'll have this profile and if you're a psychopath like me and play the two iron it will have this profile you know so that it they they had this design blend which i think is super fascinating versus having a, a an iron that is absolutely similar all the way through the set and, and and i'm assuming that forgiveness plays a role here because as soon as you incorporate forgiveness you have the freedom to mess with it so let's say you have a muscle back there's not a ton you could do from Mm-mm. nine to three but um i'm starting to get curious when when these folks are looking at designing an iron, how serious they take that, especially I think like apex or even um, 
the Z series or, you know, what's coming from Cobra, they have irons in the lineup to fill that role. So they maybe don't feel as pressure to create an iron in the four that will be more accommodating for more golfers. They have an iron in the four that accommodates the golfer that wants to play that iron in the four. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think it depends. I mean, it all comes back to the message from the mothership, right? And and what they're what but but what what is their stance on it? Look at look at Callaway. Um, Callaway, one of the first ones with some of the Apex, was it the CF 19s? Like if you if you bought the combo set that they that they offered as standard with Apex and Apex Pro, the Apex Pros were made in a completely different mold than their standard Apex Pros just to blend with that set. It was done very deliberately and very specifically to hit a certain set of people and to present that option. I think Mizuno does a really good job, like you've mentioned now, of understanding and accepting rather than trying to push back against it like we've seen at times previously um, that people want a combo. So if they want a combo, can we do it? So as a company, they have to decide, do you want to offer a combo for the sake of it or do you want to commit to it? I, I, and I think it de- yeah. I think it depends on the release cycle. Taylor made Taylor made Callaway are the perfect examples. I'm not gonna let you talk yet. Taylor made Callaway are the perfect <laughs> examples because look at Callaway's iron release this year, right? Everybody wanted Apex. It's a paradigm year instead because they're gonna put Apex on a three year cycle, which I don't blame them. Um, so the paradigm set is it, it is an iron set. It doesn't really blend. You can blend across the X and the standard if you want to, but that's not. I don't consider that like a true blending and iron set. Whereas the Apex year, you're going to have options. Taylor made the same way. Stealth Irons, Stealth 2 Irons, Stealth Jumbo Max Yokozuna Irons that they have right now. Uh, You don't really blend as much. You can some, but now you go to their 7-whatever line and they they build them for the purpose of, hey, yeah, people are going to want to blend them. So I think companies, companies are kind of understanding... It doesn't have to be all or nothing, which I like. I guess I, I talked a whole lot to get around to that that whole point. Yeah, but they have to know that at this point. I mean, they're they're playing into that aggressively at this point. First of all, you have a wedge to an iron. That is 100% a blend from a wedge mm-hmm. to an iron. Um, now we have forgiving wedges like CB wedges, which is a, a blend of a blend, you know, a hybrid wedge. Now you have uh, utility irons and hybrids. We, we are inherently blending everything we possibly can pretty soon we're gonna have a blend of an iron to a blend of an iron like i don't even know what that well, means and that's one of my <laughs> like like there there's a you, you see it as well in the community like there's a certain demographic that are like well why would you do that why would you blend and that what you just said has always been one of my arguments like you've always blended your golf clubs yeah if you've gone from uh trying to decide whether you want to put a five wood in the bag a seven wood in the bag or a utility iron or whatever else you were literally blending to your next portion of the bag. Well, how about so, this? How about the last guy you said uh, you saw playing a 46 degree wedge? You're like, bro, why would you do that? And they're like, you do it at the 50. Why can't I do it at the 46? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, and, and I, I don't know that that's part of what all this, like it's exciting for me to see the companies that do embrace it. And there are still a couple that are either uh, refusing to, to kind of acquiesce to that mentality because they are who they are. And that's fine. Uh, do you? But I love that we have so many other options out there that that are embracing that side of it, especially some of the, I don't want to call them smaller companies, but you know what I mean? Some of those companies who are fighting and scrapping and clawing to gain those little bits of mar- market share here and there, like yeah. they're fully full on embracing the lunatics. And, well, and I love it. Let's talk about this you do you type of thing, because we saw a company do something we never expected them to do this year. Um, and I'll say that again when when Taylor May goes back to uh, a metal face because they will, even though they said they won't, they will. I'm sure. I'm, I'm counting on that. Um, in episode 500, you can call me on it. I don't really care. <laughs> but uh, the one of the the companies that really surprised me, and I'm kind of excited because I've always beefed the sound profile of this product. Um, Ping finally went with a different material on the top of their driver head. Uh, it it very much surprised me that they did it. But I'm also really fascinated by it because Ping is such a curious product. Um, I don't know a ton about it. I've tried every driver they've made. I thought um, the 400 LST was by far the best driver they've ever produced. And and from that point, they produced a sound that that was really ill-fitting for me. I want something 
that sounds like the 400. And I definitely didn't get that as we progressed into the lineup. But we're now in 430. We have a whole new material, a whole new presentation on it. Uh, pretty solid looking Volt style color scheme, which I dig. Shout out to the Nike rip RIP. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, w- what's your take on ping? Because you've been long a ping guy. If anything, you've been pulled away from ping in a lot of ways. I, I, I mean, I played, I played the 400. I played the 410. I played the 425. Uh, for a little bit like I and and I had to use copious amounts of hot melt in some of them but that was just uh, <laughs> that was that sound thing ping is interesting to me because I I've always been a ping fan and I have I have all I for a long period of time I gave them first look on a whatever and I thought they did some really really cool innovation stuff especially when you get back to uh, um, some of the, the I 25s and you get into some of those irons like that, the I twenties, uh, they were, they, they brought that distance cavity players look to a different level and they did really well. And then I still say that the 400 series is probably one of the best drivers ever made and, and ever. And, and, but I feel like at that point they kind of rested on it. The, the issue that I have with the 430 is not that they've used carbon because I do agree it's going to make it sound a lot better. It has to, and that's going to be a win for them. The issue that I have for it is that for so long they said they didn't need to go carbon uh, when Ping has already made a carbon driver, like they did it with the Rapture, the Rapture V2. They used carbon in these things. I mean, this is this is not this is that's why they confuse me if if that makes sense. And I think there's a whole lot of hey, we're Ping, so people are going to like it, and they will. And there's, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like I have nothing, I have nothing wrong with people who just love pink clubs or so, love Taylor made clubs or love Callaway clubs. That's cool. I heard, but I heard an argument. Hold on. I'm going to interrupt you. I heard an argument the other day. It wasn't, it's not that we're paying it's we're ping. <laughs> oh, that's, that's dirty. That's heavy, man. I can't wait to hit it. Honestly, I remember hitting the 400 thinking like, I cannot believe how straight this driver is now sometimes it was straight left sometimes it was straight right but most of the time it was straight straight and and, and i really appreciated that especially in the in the fairway woods they were making i thought they were absolutely killer for a long time so um and that was pre 400 as well i think uh well, I really g and all that so the, the idea well the idea There's... that they can come back with a driver and say hey look we're still here we're still smoking it um got some big time tour presence still although i heard that's changing a little bit on the lpga side which is curious uh speaking of things we haven't talked about yet <laughs> yeah it's, but i don't know it's interesting like as things age and things change you you see companies that try to evolve and you see some that don't and that's cool but we mentioned at the very beginning of this and this year of drivers and what they are is standing by your name and and presenting something very similar to what you've done before with the exception of a slight material change with no great marketing story to it no great tech story to it other than that is it going to be enough and i'm curious to see i'm go hit it and and i may love it so so does ping have a great marketing story i can't think of the last great ping marketing story I, I, well, it depends on your definition of great. I'd say the last one that really resonated and made a difference and created conversation was Turbulators. Okay. Yeah. And back they're still when, there. The, yeah, they're still there. Was winning Masters. Yeah, I got They're you. still there. And it wasn't necessarily a like revolutionary kind of concept. It was a polarizing concept that created conversation and the driver that they were on happened to be really good do you mean consternation controversy (laughs) stop combining Uh, we're not going to go into forgiveness and combining words (laughs) well you know i want to go into forgiveness because you would well hold on last week josh (laughs) and i talked about the ball that changed the ball and and frankly Mm -hmm. that marketing scheme that the the plan of action that callaway had to present chrome soft has effectively put it on the map in a way that it propelled it way ahead of anything that had produced before. Um, and all respect to him, it is an excellent golf ball, but the marketing absolutely plays a role. And I, and I've battled this personally, like who cares, who gives a shit who you have on tour, who cares what brick and mortar you're in. Uh, it really kind of does matter. If, if you don't have something to talk about, no one's going to talk about it. And I feel like for how much love ping is maintained over the years, They've maintained that love because of people like you um, 
who have had a passion previously and tried to continue that passion. It's not like something's kicking you in the face. And and I'll use forgiveness as an example. It's it's a really ridiculous word if you think about it. I think forgiveness is really funny too, but uh, obviously that's a, a negative thing. <laughs> but you know, it, as soon as someone mentioned it, uh, it immediately goes on THP, which means it's immediately being talked about on uh, forums and social media. I saw it instantly discussed on Twitter, uh, and you have that polarizing side of it, right? Because you go to their Instagram, and the first comments like, "This is absolutely hilarious!" Hell yeah. The next one is cringe. Stop. Please stop. Get out of here. And then I think you mentioned this is almost as good as uh, the speed police or whatever it is. <laughs> oh, the speed police, baby. So, point being, it gets people talking about it. And what happens when you talk about something? Well, I have to go hit it because now I'm just I don't I just want to be a talking head on a, a marketing scheme. I want to know exactly what I'm missing out on or not missing out on. It, it builds intrigue, man. And, and I would love to see Ping just show up and be like, hey, by the way, we still kind of kick ass. So come and hit our stuff and, and let's prove you right. Well, I mean, as far as, but it's exactly right though. For as much as we, we talk about like some of these marketing terms and some of these things that these companies put out, I mean, ping did steal my spin consistency. I think it was ping that did it, that, uh, <laughs> you know, but these things that everybody's like, Oh, and I always laugh because I don't like forgiveness. I think it's pretty silly. <laughs> It's ridiculous, but, man. Let's be honest. It creates conversation. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes, especially on the internet, is really serious for golf guys, unless you didn't know that. It's serious business. So people take their internet golf very seriously. And I think people fail to step back and look at it and go, I'm doing exactly what they want me to do by using this term. Yeah, I'm re I'm reacting and I'm talking. And even if I don't like it, me making a clown of myself is going to get people, some other people that may be, well, I want to see what it's about. Like, or I want to join in on that. Like it, yeah. So I get it. I don't like it. I mean, forgiveness is better than speed police or strap a rocket to your balls. <laughs> well, you know, the, the interesting thing about terms like spin consistency is I think it's a curious term, but at the same time, it's terrifying to people like me. So <laughs> I hate spin. I don't want to talk about spin at all. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, that's fair. Um, yeah. So like that, that's always been my thought of a ping. They've proven themselves over an awful long time. Uh, they obviously make phenomenal products and have done so for many, many years. But it's like, when when are people going to start talking about them while they're in the bay with other companies? Do you know what I mean? Uh, and this is the interesting point about TaylorMade is I think that Sim had pretty spectacular ball speed. And I feel like ball speed since probably R15 has been really phenomenal for mm-hmm. TaylorMade. Um, that conversation sort of decreased last year. Now, I think people really appreciated the way it, it was a very curious sound, uh, a little bit different. I, I remember hitting M5 Tour and thinking like this is the most ridiculously powerful and impossibly hard driver to make sound good. And I want to do it because it was like kind of dull. But mm-hmm. as soon as you hit one on the button, it was like every sound component you wanted to make and the ball speed was ridiculous. So then they move into stealth and they have a really interesting product that I think a lot of people really liked. But so far as I know, it wasn't technically measuring up to ball speed. Uh, against competitors so now they come out this year and say hey we've we've moved this forward we've got extra ball speed we've we've gained um have you seen the same thing and if so do you think this helps stealth too i think i think taylor made ran into a situation which i'm really curious about this release because the sim was fantastic i mean by all intents and purposes that's that driver was a a benchmark driver and and then you come out with a sequel and you have the aluminum ring story and that that's cool, but it's still a sequel and sequels typically don't do well. And the sim was so good. It kind of, the same thing happened to pain mm-hmm. with the 400 to the 410. The 400 was so good that people didn't get enough of a reason to jump to the 410. So Taylor made saw that a lot with sim too. If you already had a sim, you probably weren't jumping to the 2.0. And I think that's why with stealth, they changed the aesthetics so much. They kind of lost the thing that made to me and a lot of people I've talked to tailor made drivers stand out with the sim. And frankly, the stealth finish wise wasn't, it wasn't great. Like in hand, it didn't, it didn't look polished and premium like the sim and sim two did. Now pictures that I've seen of the stealth two kind of get back to that, but it's a sequel. 
Yeah. So how's it going to go? But you're right. It does kind of correct the, correct the tailor-made drivers on the button are fantastic. With the stealth, if you missed, it was, it. I don't want to call it SLDR slider, like like on things, but it was kind of SLDR like. Well, there's so forgiveness they, so, this year, yeah. So, yeah, but I'm saying that. So they have a story this year because yeah. I think everybody did run out to hit the stealth mm-hmm. because you wanted to see what the face was about. So if your reasoning for not liking it was something like that, and now TaylorMade's coming back with, "Hey, forgiveness," and by the way, it looks way more polished in hand. Maybe okay. they're gonna maybe they're gonna grab back a hold of people. Okay, I since TaylorMade seems to make a hobby out of re-releasing things mid-season in different colors too. And since the rocket ballsier, if they come out mid-season with stealthier and it's all black, <laughs> I will die. Uh, I might actually buy one just out of pure joy. Stealthier I, would be so I, nasty. I don't want to go back to the ear era. <laughs> can we can we leave that in the past? But man, how about the fact that that happened? What eight years ago, and we're still, still talking, talking about, about it, right? Still talking that, about there, it. there has to be something there. We'll be talking about the ball that changed the ball for a long time. I mean, it's not just. It's not happenstance. And I didn't put that ball into place. It's not like I have a passion for that ball, well, although I will be this year. Well, but so as we get into that, the ball that changed the ball, right? And it kind of puts Callaway back on the map, and there's been some up and downs with it. The performance of the ball has stood out. I think we mm-hmm. would all agree. I still think the Chrome Soft X is there's something illegal about that golf ball because it's so long. And there's not, but it feels like there is. But how about this? Since 2014 to present, Callaway's gained 13% in market share in golf balls. Yeah. That's the point. (laughs) That was the point of the ball that changed the ball. Right. Right. So, so I'm not saying it was all marketing. It clearly wasn't. I'm not, I don't, I don't want our guy, Jason Finley to come hunt me down because the product is fantastic, but it had that thing and whether people liked it or hated it, they talked about it. And it's not right. talked about as much now, but it's kind of stuck to it. And it, it, it puts your foot in the door. And now you as a company get behind it and you create this momentum. And that's historically what TaylorMade was always really good at. Whether you like their marketing or not, or their release cycles or not, that's what they were good at. Callaway has done a much better job of having that marketing behind it, but not necessarily losing sight of inventory and things like that that caught up to other companies. I, I don't know. It's it's a You're great right. conversation, no. right? Yeah, I'm, I'm on board with it all. Uh, with the exception of we're past 40 minutes and and I've checked exactly two things off my list and both of the things I had to write down while we were talking. So welcome. that's fine. Uh, <laughs> one of the things I wanted to mention is we both were at the, and I've already said it once, but I, I kind of wanted to just briefly cover it. Uh, we were both at Paradigm's release last week in California. Super fun time. Um, I had a chance to hit the majority of the lineup, fell quickly in love with uh triple diamond or triple rhombus as my wife would so angrily tell me. <laughs> <laughs> and if she listens to this she better give me a high five okay uh, <laughs> but uh one of the things that really shocked me james was the fairway woods and and i was not uh I, i've not been getting along with fairways uh it's been a challenge but when we're at top golf and we've got the numbers just kicking up and I'm, and I'm closing in on milestone ball speed numbers on a fairway wood that I'm not super thrilled about the swing I'm putting on it. That, that tells me something very, very, very quickly. And is that the gem in this lineup could be more than just the driver. I, I'd love to get your thoughts on that uh, because I believe last year also had a very strong fairway wood component come out of Callaway. Oh yeah. The, I mean the rogue fairways, they had massive success, not just in, in sales and, and average golfers like us, but their tour presence was widespread. And there was a, there was a conversion ratio there to that, that they hadn't seen in a while in a fairway would. And, and I, they led with the information that they'd seen an immediate conversion ratio on tour with the paradigm fairway woods. Um, and that kind of caught my attention. So when we got to hit them, uh, I mean, we hit all three models and, and it's, it's there, the looks are there and they're just kind of that throwback, just filthy long fairway wood. That's fun to hit because the feel is right. The look is right. Um, it does all the things that you could want it to. And the loft options are there. I mean, crap in the standard, you can go up to an 11 wood. Like, I mean, you can get into some of these things that, that, that give you potential that may not have been there in the past. I think that's what stood out most for me. Now I've been hitting the driver extremely well because you know you and I both got to to go through that and 
and experience it and have been lucky enough to spend some more time with it now. And it's not just marketing. And that's kind of cool to see. I don't, it's, I, it's confusing me though, because there's so many things that are still coming out. Hey, how about <laughs> first win already in the books for paradigm? That was quick. Well, I mean, we could get on the, the talk of the marketing side with that, right? Yeah. I mean, that we, we go to an hour of uninterrupted golf provided to you by Callaway paradigm and what does it switch to? It switches to a rival company's guy fading and ROM just turning into beast mode. Speaking of which, and, uh, number one on the list, epic win or epic fail? Uh, it's it's kind of a shame they're not epic this year. That that would have been perfect. But or epic epic fail or paradigm win? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so 63 minus 10 on the day uh, with uh, Mr. Morikawa kind of fading late. That was crazy. Um, one of the more impressive performances you've seen in a final round. It was the long- most. It was the most impressive performance I've seen in that tournament. Right. Mm-hmm. We we had a reason to watch, which was cool. I have you gone back and seen? Have you seen the video of of Rom? I can't remember what hole it was that he just clears it, just full swing, lets it go, and his comment with the microphones catching it was, "Oh wow, that was hit really good." Yeah. And like you can tell, he's he's kind of in like he's feeling he's it. he's geeking out about this stuff. Yeah, and yes, they're they're sponsored players. They they get paid by the company, sure. But I always I've always seen Rom as a very it either works or it doesn't guy. Oh yeah. And when absolutely. so when you see a, when you see a guy like that kind of geek out, it catches your attention. What was the first thing Rom did when he went to Callaway? He within a week he's talking about how much the ball worked for him. It's like you don't just casually make that comment because someone told you to. You make that comment because it absolutely had an impact on your game. Well, yeah, I mean, he There's flat no out said it. it. He flat out said it. He went to Callaway because of the golf ball. It's it's a little bit different than some of the other guys who we've seen who've gotten paid. Um, and and I'm not making any assumptions. I'm just basically saying they had a couple different clubs in play. They were playing them really well. They signed with another company. Whatever, man, make your money. It's cool. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not stressing about that. But for a guy to come out and say that, and then you know, obviously this is perfect time for him to go and win. Um, wasn't wasn't the biggest fan of the coverage. I feel like if you're gonna make the ball, if you're gonna make us watch a ball roll on the ground for 40 seconds, at least zoom it out more than 10 feet so we can have see a, like have, where it is on the course. Have a better angle. Yeah. Yeah. Like my yeah. goodness, I, I've never been. I, I might go into agronomy after that because I'm so familiar <laughs> with uh, Hawaii grass and the growth. But uh, the the other thing that was interesting is to see people like or girls like women like Brooke and uh, Corda potentially moving to a company like TaylorMade. That that has got to be a really significant change from the LPGA side. And 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 I'm not really familiar, James, with how the LPGA sort of works out with who's signed by whom. Uh, I I know there's obviously the the title is on the list a lot, but from a ball perspective, but. To me, I feel like these are two really significant names in the game, and for them to both switch potentially to TaylorMade, I'm not sure if it's confirmed or not, but that's got to be a huge deal, right? I think so. I think there's the side of it. I, I don't know if I don't want to say it's companies paying more attention to the LPGA because that's not fair because they the the big names they do a pretty good job of it. Um, I think it kind of brings us back full circle to as a company previously ping did a great job at establishing itself with youth golfers really good junior golfers i mean some of the biggest tournaments are named after solheim and all these things that go with it they're massive sponsors to to the aj's and and these things i mean you had universities like oklahoma state which is known as a ping school you know and it's worked with the hovland and some people like that but Recently, there's been a huge push, and you've seen youth moving to TaylorMade and to Callaway. Mizuno and these, too. Mizuno hugely supportive. Yeah. Yes, and and I think for them to jump in there, and and it's kind of questioning that uh, and, and presenting an option to that. Hey, go with Ping because Ping will take care of you. Well, now all these other companies will take care of you too. So as we get into it, now we see some of these golfers that see other opportunities. Whereas previously, yeah, loyalty was everything. And loyalty's still there, maybe, but maybe maybe more doors are open. And I'm curious to see how how all that works out because I, I also don't there's got to be more movement than this just them, if that makes sense. If they're gonna make those moves to say a tailor made, uh, usually these things come in waves. 
So I'd be curious to oh, see what if you're saying any is other names. The company is isolating and saying we need to focus more on X or whatever. Yeah, or yeah. Like, will that... we will we see a trend? Yeah, more than just a few uh, a few players. You know, it'd be a great trend, James, to make this type of golf more available to me. Uh, I would love to yes. watch it. Um, and frankly, that goes for any golf. I'll watch any of it. I used to love watching the European Tour. Uh, accessibility to me, but put it in front of my face and let me watch it. I will watch, with the exception of fellow golfers of uh of uh like the 10 to 30 handicap skill level i'm probably not going to watch that on tv but <laughs> you throw the lpgm buddy i'm I'm definitely watching that i agree i, I yeah. that's something you know i've i've long yelled for and hoped for so maybe we're getting there i'd love that um dude i have so many other things i was going to rant about untucked shirts <laughs> in hawaii because i know you have like oh a, i love totally, it totally they look perspective. So, they look so good i yeah, loved it i don't think so but anyways uh we're out of time my friend uh this was a super fun conversation and perfectly timed because we are in absolutely the heart of release season uh first of all thank you so much for all the hard work you're putting in over there on thp love to read it love to see it buddy and I, i'm actually really excited to see your thoughts as we progress through the year because you will have a number of heads that i am quite fond of cycling through your bag so that's pretty yeah, cool re release season turns into review season yeah um <laughs> i know we've talked about a lot or maybe a little but uh do you have any questions for me today i have nothing this week i'm, I'm yeah. kind of i'm kind of tame and laid back and recuperating before the next wave <laughs> <laughs> well good on you get some rest everyone out there I hope you enjoyed this chat. We'll have all kinds of interesting discussion over there on the THP community forum. Uh, check out James's articles on the homepage. We also have running conversations that go on the homepage as well as the forum. We will also have a thread regarding this actual podcast up on the homepage, or sorry, up on the uh, forum. If you want to come in, have a chat with us, tell me I'm nuts. Tell me I'm right. Tell me I'm very wrong. Wouldn't be the first time. And I have one little tiny thing I want to say before we go. You ready, James? Okay. I've always been curious to know what it's like to live somewhere rent-free. And last oh. week, I found out a little bit about that. Hey. <laughs> no, <laughs> no reason for that, but it's a lot of fun. Anyways, my friend, it's always a pleasure. Hey, we'll thank you soon. for having me on, dude. All right. Everyone out there, play golf this weekend. Have a great time. I don't get to. I might play some sim golf, which is super fun. But uh, we'll be back next week with a whole bunch more. See you then. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network. Your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode.